This is the Actionable UX Podcast, where we provide research-backed insights you can use right now to start building world-class product experiences. I'm your host, Austin Acevedo. For each episode in the series, I'll present a new topic or effect, summarize a key scientific study related to that topic, and offer a few examples for how you can implement it today. This episode, we're talking about the halo of social goodwill effect. After this episode, you'll be able to influence your users to have a more positive perception of your product or service, as well as make them think your products actually perform better. Let's get started. The halo of social goodwill effect is the phenomenon that when a company engages in activities that benefit society, not only does it have profound positive influence on a consumer's attitude toward a brand, it even affects the consumer's beliefs about the effectiveness of that brand's products. In other words, when a brand publicly does good things for society, people not only like the brand more, but they even think their products perform better. We see companies publicizing their goodwill to society pretty regularly these days. Many are even founded upon the idea of having a positive impact on the world, whether it be better for the environment, employing more desirable working conditions for frontline workers, or donating large sums of money to charitable causes. As most of us know, Tom's Shoes was founded on the idea of donating a pair of shoes to a child in need for every pair purchased reaching a market cap of $625 million at their peak. Zoom donated $5 million in global grants in 2022 to causes that include social inequity, education disrupted by the pandemic, climate disaster relief, and youth mental health. Patagonia donates approximately $100 million a year to fight climate change and is valued at $3 billion. Benefiting others anecdotally always results in good things coming back around, but what's interesting in this case is that it also makes consumers think the products made by these brands are actually more effective as a result. But how does this happen? Why does this phenomenon occur? Sean Blair and Alex Cherneb set out to find the answers. The halo of social goodwill effect was uncovered by Blair and Cherneb in their 2012 study called Doing Well by Doing Good, The Benevolent Halo of Social Goodwill. Blair and Chernev had two main goals in their research. The first was to find out whether the impact of social goodwill transcends merely a positive view of the brand. Second, whether or not social goodwill makes consumers feel like their products are higher quality or think that their products actually perform better as an outcome. Before this study, it was believed that when social goodwill was closely associated with the product's design, for example when a company invests in processes that are environmentally friendly, that it's more likely to improve consumers' views of how well a product performs. Whereas when there is little connection between social goodwill and product design, it was expected to have little to no effect on product perceptions. Blair and Chernev sent a survey to business executives to confirm these assumptions. 61% of respondents agreed that close association between the brand's social goodwill and their product design process would have a positive effect, while 86% agreed that if social impact was unrelated to their product building process, it would have no effect on how their product's performance would be perceived. They then tested against these assumptions in the following four experiments. In experiment 1, 56 study participants were given a tasting of red wine. 
Half of the participants were given a card with the brand name and the following description. We are also committed to improving the quality of life for others. We donate 10% of our sales revenues to the American Heart Association. Participants then rated the taste of the wine on a 9-point scale, as well as their knowledge of wine in general. The participants supplied with the note about the company's charity efforts rated the wine as tasting significantly better than those who didn't receive this information. They did find, however, that participants who rated themselves as wine experts were less susceptible to the effects of the note of the company's donations than non-experts. Experiment 2 followed a similar structure. 212 participants were first asked questions about their fitness habits. They then were provided with a picture of a new shoe to be released by a fictional athletic shoe brand. The information provided to all participants was the same, with the exception that half were told the company donated 15% of revenue to a diabetes research association. They were then asked to rate how comfortable the shoe and the picture looked. Participants who were told about the company's social impact rated the shoe as looking significantly more comfortable than those who did not receive this information. Coming back to their original survey, Blair and Chernev wanted to test whether a brand's social impact is more effective when closely tied to their product building processes. In Experiment 3, 87 participants were asked about a variety of products such as laundry detergent, bug spray, sunscreen, and air conditioner refrigerant, some of which were told that the product had more environmentally friendly processes versus having given random charity donations. Participants were then asked to make judgments about how effective they thought each product would be. This experiment had surprising results in contrast to conventional knowledge. Participants who were told that these companies gave a random charity donation rated those products as likely to perform better compared to the products that they were told had more environmentally friendly processes. Consumers actually perceived brands that gave random donations as having more effective products than companies who publicize that their manufacturing processes are better for the environment. This discovery was huge. But what if a consumer comes to the conclusion that a brand is making a charitable contribution in their own self-interest, like to take advantage of tax breaks, for example? In Experiment 4, 154 participants were given information about a computer ink company with a handful of new ink offerings. All the new inks were described as being developed with soy as an environmentally friendly resource over petroleum. In an effort to test the motivation of the company, some participants were told that the previous information came from one of the company's advertisements, while others were told that an independent nonprofit was the source of the information. When asked to rate the performance of the product, those that were told the information came from a company ad rated the performance of the ink as likely to be less effective than those told the information source was a nonprofit. The conclusion for experiment four is that if a consumer reads about a company's social goodwill, but becomes aware that the source of that information is associated with the brand, then they are less likely to have a more favorable view of the brand's product performance probably because they are aware that the source contains bias. Learn how to implement this effect into your product after the break. Welcome back. Here are your examples for how to implement the halo of social goodwill effect into your product right now. To review, the key findings from Blair and Chernev's study were that 
In contrast to conventional thought, not only do companies benefit from consumers viewing their brand more positively when they make public donations and philanthropic efforts, but consumers actually view their products as likely to perform better when they have knowledge of this information. The effect is actually stronger when a company makes random donations that have little to do with how they manufacture their products or generally relate to their brand at all. The effect is also stronger on users who do not consider themselves an expert in the category of the brand's product. As stated in the previous example, people who rated themselves as being an expert in wine were not affected as strongly by the knowledge of the winery's donations than people who did not think of themselves as experts. The last major caveat here is if a consumer can easily perceive that a company's charity efforts are being carried out for some form of self-interest, the halo of social goodwill effect does not have very much impact. So what do we do with this information? How specifically should you think about implementing this into your product strategy? To sum it up, if your company is founded upon the idea of making some form of social impact, it's important to frame that impact when publicizing your efforts as having little to no benefit to the company itself. Good examples of this include the original Tom Shoes Vision or Soulguard suitcases who use recycled water bottles to build their products. If your company is not founded with this in mind and you want to take advantage of the halo of social goodwill effect, you'll likely make more of an impact on your consumers if you make a random donation that has little association with either your processes or business activities. When you do go to publicize this information, it's significantly more effective for it to come from a third party, ideally from a reputable media source that represents the cause that you intend to help. If you plan to incorporate your philanthropic efforts in your website, in your UI, or marketing materials, it will likely still be better than nothing but linking to a third-party source or maybe even positioning yourself as a partner with a reputable nonprofit could help bring more weight to your statements. This external validity ensures that your consumers have a persistent, positive perspective about your brand as well as the effectiveness of your products. That's it for this episode. If you'd like to dive deeper in today's concept or check out the rest of our content, please head to our website at theactionableuxpodcast.com. If you'd like to help support the show so we can continue to help you build better products, you can do that at our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash theactionableuxpodcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.